You're listening to Thinker's What Works podcast. I'm your host, Jason Todd, with my co-host, Alex Gary, and today we are with Edward Caceres. He is a consultant with the Small Business Development Center in Rockford, Illinois. Edward, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, Jason. So the Small Business Development Center, what does the Small Business Development Center do? Well, basically, we provide to the Rockford community uh, with all the advice and help to start their own business. Or in the case that if you run your business and are facing some kind of challenge, like a financial challenge, marketing challenge, help you to overcome this. And how do you go about doing that? Well, first of all, we have to approach the person. You know, we got a one-on-one sessions and we can start listening about what they got in mind. If, in the case that they got a, a business idea, we basically uh, guide them through the whole process, starting with the business plan, uh, find the right lenders for them, and also help them to develop their website. And everything, you know, is like a the whole package to help them to start their own business. And if you already have a business, but you want to grow and you are facing challenges in hiring people, or you got uh, some challenge to uh, deal uh, with uh, people, because that is one of the biggest issues in manufacturing facilities, we can provide you with training to improve the quality of your management as well. Wow. So that, that's pretty comprehensive uh, service. Yes, it is. It is. And the most important thing is that we don't charge for that. Really? And a lot of people don't know that uh, this, uh, this service, you know, uh, have the backing of the Chamber of Commerce here in Rockford mm -hmm. and the NIU that provide us with a location that also uh, we can use to provide this one-on-one -on -one session to our clientele. Well, that's fantastic. How long have you been doing this? Well, the first time that I'm starting the SBDC was in 2013, between 2013 to 2015 with Brian McIntyre. Uh, after that, for two years, uh, the SBDC wasn't present in the area, and we restarted the SBDC in April 2017 okay. uh, with uh, Harold Boboger, that mm -hmm. is our director. And since then, I'm back, uh, you know, with the SBDC, which is a pleasure, as I always say. And it's something that Brian once told me, that this is the best job in the world. You know why? Because you help people to make their dreams come true. And it's true. I don't feel this like a job. Wow. that That's a huge calling. Mm -hmm. I mean, to, to be able to help people make their dreams come true. So uh, give me a sense. So you've, you've been in this a number of years. How many people have you worked with? How many people have you really engaged Ooh. with? <laughs> I don't have a number in mind, but probably over 100. Yeah. In the in the last well, since I started with SBDC between 2013 to yeah. now, one hundred. When you, wow. so you had in between, you went out to California to work with a solar company. Yes. Right. So when you came back, have you like checked in on some of the ones you worked with in 13, 14 to see how they're doing? E yes. <laughs> in many ways, yes. <laughs> okay. This, what are some of the companies that when you look, you said, oh, you know, I thought they were going to make it and they made it. You know, and and what was it about them? that led them to be successful? For example, one of the, that came to my mind is the Guanajuato market. Um, this is a business that is run for the Silva brothers. They basically uh, provide with all the basic groceries for Mexican and American people. At that time, uh, when I was talking with them, they were trying to reduce their expenses. I remember that the first advice that I give them is you have to change all the lighting systems because the lights that you're using are demand too much energy plus the walking coolers and everything. So they, I recommend to start working with LED lights. Mm -hmm. So they follow my lead 
Um, they start saving since switch to that almost $3,000 per month in electricity. Wow, that's a lot. It's a lot. So it's basically like a two, you know, salary of two people that work for them, like a sack of shares yeah. or anything. Yeah. Another thing that they uh, start working with is with the website. Believe it or not, they didn't have a, a, a website, but it's still making a really good volume in sales. So when we uh, create a website for them and the Facebook page for them, they notice an uh, increase in sales as well. So like them, we help them a lot of businesses, you know, to overcome situations because we have to evaluate in a case-by-case -case situation every customer that we got. In, in that case, we can just catch a few things. We are still working with them. Basically, they, they want to improve the, another systems within uh, his business, their business, sorry. And we are still working with them. Believe me, you never end your job just when you finish that because always a new challenge show up. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's like a, we never end with them. To that's got to be part of the education process that you it is. you give to them. It you is. have a challenge now, but it's, you're going to have one tomorrow too. Yes, because now they are facing, okay, if they improve, for example, their POS system mm -hmm. for inventory and everything, now you have to train their people. Right. <laughs> because a lot of people don't know exactly how to deal with uh, technology, and especially, you know, people that is old. I, I mean, it's because it's something new for them. Yeah. Um, sometimes people are close to their retirement and they don't want to complicate their lives. It's like, oh, I have to learn this. I'm complaining about it. But it's a process that everyone yeah. went through. For sure. So what did you do before joining the SBDC in this area? I was running my own business. Really? Uh, it was NASCA Energy. We provide uh, renewable energy solutions for small businesses. We were in the market for four years until my partner moved out of the state to Texas. And I got this opportunity to work with solar. That was my passion. So it was hard to me to close the business, but at the same time was the opportunity to learn from the best. Because if you want to understand about what's going on mm -hmm. in renewable energies, in special solar, you have to go to the best place in the United States, that is California. Sure. And learn from the leading companies there uh, how to do that business. Wow. So for me, it was like a kind of university for say. And that's that was my passion for four years until you know, Brian contact me and make me the offer to work with him. Yeah. So believe it or not, working for the solar industry helped me to understand how you can make uh, your company more efficient. Okay. Not just from the energy point of view, also from the sustainable point of view in mm -hmm. uh, using another uh, aspects like a recycling, educate your people, you know, to become more responsible with the environment and things like that. And those types of... Uh those types of things that you can employ in a company, you find that those really make a difference to the bottom line? Oh, yes. Yes. Because one of the problems that uh, people don't understand is that we think in the short term. We are not thinking that, you know, the things that we are doing now are mm -hmm. going to affect the future generations. Probably you guys have kids. Sure. So I'm pretty sure that if you got the opportunity to provide them for with a better future, a sustainable future, that they can be able to enjoy the same views that we got. When you go outside and see everything green, a clean air that you can breathe, you know, I'm pretty sure that you want the same for your kids. Yeah. So when you start talking about a sustainable development, you are talking about that, to give the opportunity to, opportunity to the next generations to enjoy the same joy that we got now in the present time. Yeah, clearly that's a passion of yours. How do you take that uh, understanding and 
translate that into something that you can work with for these companies you see at the Small Business Development Center? It's very interesting that you say that. One of the things that I learned when I was running my own business is that if you start talking with the entrepreneur, uh, I mean, or, or business people, okay, you are, you know, about solar, yeah. you are going to save the planet and things like that, you lose them. Right. But if you start talking about the return of the investment and how much money they are going to save and, uh, ah, plus you are going to save the planet and the next generation, right. you got them. Yeah. Because remember that you got at least 30 seconds to get their attention. Sure. And if you lose that window, you lose them. Yeah. So numbers never lie, as one of my former <laughs> professors says. So it's the right. best way. Numbers yeah. never lie. And when you start providing the people with the right information and the stats with real information that you can support, you know, what you are saying, I mean, there is no way that they can refuse that, refuse that information. Yeah. So you've had some success stories from the SBDC. What do you, on, on the flip side of that, I'm sure you've seen some challenging situations as well. What are some common themes that you, you begin to notice in those, in those situations that just, they're just not turning around? Well, most of the business are always looking for uh, some kind of uh, business loans to grow okay. or business loan to start their own business. Sure. And if you think about it, and I went through, when you go to the traditional banks, and start saying, okay, I want to start a business. Yeah. Um, okay, you, you give your idea. The business banker is going to ask for a business plan. First mm -hmm. of all, to understand your idea. Yeah. This is one of the first challenges that the people, you know, first face. Yeah. The second challenge is how to get money. Because sometimes the banker is saying, okay, you can provide me with the last three years of your balance and, hey, I'm going to start a business. So I don't have these three <laughs> previous years. Okay, so you can come back in three years with that information and we can work with you. So that opened a new opportunities, for example, for uh, entities like Kickstarter. Okay. Yeah. That is a crowdfunding way that the people can get money for their projects. Of yeah. course, you have to work and develop your idea, upload it online, and the people can see and bet on your idea if it makes sense. Sure. Another opportunities. There is a lot of people that are looking for opportunities to invest their money with a better return. Mm -hmm. If you go to the traditional banking system, probably they are going to pay you one, two, three percent for your money for the five years that you are going to get your money there. <laughs> right. And honestly, you can probably, and I can tell you this because I used to work in a bank before. Okay. And I remember that after 2008 crash, yeah. you know, some people say, Ed, honestly, I used to be a personal banker, sorry. <laughs> Honestly, if I ask you for any idea to invest my money, and don't tell me that put my money in a CD or a loan, you know, a saving <laughs> right. account, what do you think that could be the best way to do it? So there is a lot of people that we can call them angel investors yeah. that are looking for opportunity, you know, with, uh, to work with some people with good ideas to start a business. Sure. And the other option, of course, that you, you can get is like a create some kind of joint ventures. So a lot of a lot of times there is people with good ideas, but they don't have the technological side. For example, we got a customer that is really good. He got a really good idea. He worked for a lot, a lot of time in the uh, food industry and he got a, an idea, but he needs somebody that develop an application, an app for them. Okay. So when he was trying to 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 get money for that, because everyone around asked for eight thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars to develop uh, his app, mm -hmm. I recommend him. Okay, 
if you don't have that money, why you don't create some kind of joint venture mm -hmm. or a partnership with them? Yeah. So you got the ability and the knowledge, and if you complement this with someone that have this ability, maybe you can create a business without you spend that money in, yes, for pay that you know yeah. application, and you can use that money to make another things and help your business to go out. So you're looking for solutions across the board in 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 a lot of different ways. So, so you you mentioned you were a personal banker, so you've seen the banking side where you know they're they're looking to cover their mm -hmm. you know you want some assets right there, <laughs> yeah. right? Uh, and and they want to cover their 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 money, uh, and then there's the other side of that. So you can so you can cover what you got now, but then there's this other side where it's like. Are you willing to invest in this great concept? They have nothing today, but it's worth something in the future. And you've got you've got folks who are ready to come to the table to help in those situations as well. And so you kind of sit in the middle of all that, and you you help people what see all of their options, yeah, ex yeah. expand their horizons. What to be honest with you, what I'm trying to do with our customers is teach them to think out the box. For mm. the basic things, even for example, I remember a few years ago when I was working with Brian, people was like, okay, but if I need, you know, I need a credit card for my business, mm -hmm. but it's too complicated and too expensive because bank charged me for this, for that, for, why you don't use a square? Sure. What's that? You never <laughs> hear about the square? It's the easy way to, you can make it and blah, blah, blah. I explained them. Yeah. I was like, really? Simple like that? Simple like that. Okay, now we need some kind of, you know, fund base for our business, but I'm the only guy that is working. And sometimes when I'm out, well, you can use Magic Jack. Yeah, but it's going to be just working in my office. No, right. You can download the application in your <laughs> iPhone and you are going to get your phone and your business phone and application at the same time. You are not going to lose any phone call from yeah. any potential customers. So there is a lot of technological things mm -hmm. that you can add to make the people, you know, more able to take more customers. Mm -hmm. So that is what I'm trying to do with our customers. Always bring any simple idea, every everything that is in the market that they can use, you know, and save them money, at least for the beginning, to start their own business. It's like, a, for example, now we are helping businesses to create their own website. Yeah. You know, I make it with Wix. That is one of the most popular uh, platforms in the market. Why? Because the idea is that once I create a website for them, I teach them how to take care about that. Yeah. So basically now they can start running their own business. You know, it's a process, of course. Yeah. Sometimes cost customers send you email desperately <laughs> and screw up. <laughs> how can I fix it? <laughs> Don't worry, I will take care of that. So I fix it for them and I try to teach them. Yeah. So that is the kind of things that we are doing in the SBDC. Try to help the people with all the tools that are in the market, mm -hmm. you know, and affordable in most of the cases yeah. to create their own business. Wow. That's pretty fascinating. So what, what about your personality do you think uh, makes you a good fit for this type of work? Um, probably because since I got memory, I'm always doing business <laughs> since okay. I got 14 years, probably. Yeah. Um, I got the opportunity to have a good education in my native country, yeah. came to another country and learn from this culture. Mm. I take the best from both sides. Mm -hmm. um, I had the opportunity also to go to the university here, 
meet different people uh, from different cultures. That is one of the things that I love from the Rockford uh, University is that at least 30% of the students came from different countries. Yeah. And it's amazing how you can get different point of views, at, at least when you are in the classroom. Right. And the professor give you a task and how the mindset from different cultures approach this. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that diversity helped me a lot in, in developing my way of thinking right now. Yeah. And also my background, sometimes <laughs> my girlfriend say like, a, you got too many things in your life. You know, it's like a, I'm spend several years in just one job. Okay, that's why probably you see the way, in one way, the world. Right. And because I got different opportunities to check from different angles. I was banker, I was entrepreneur, I, you know, I was working in a pharmaceutical company before. Allow me to understand in a different and probably mm -hmm. more open uh, view what's going on in businesses. Yeah. It's like when I was working in the manufacturing facilities, I understand a lot of challenge that the people in this industry is facing in leadership, for example, um, how they are going to change everything through the robotics and artificial intelligence and replace a lot of uh, packers in many companies. Right. Uh, I understand how the 3D printers are going to change the way of we are doing business in many ways. But what some people believe is a disadvantage, I believe was an advantage for me. And that's why when the people from different backgrounds came to me and asked me questions, I able to understand much mm -hmm. better and provide some kind of good advice to them. Yeah. So the the thread that I see there, and I think this is pretty key, is that you have a you have a diverse background. Yes. That brings you to then this place, and and uh, if our uh, if our listeners could could see it when you're talking about blinders, right? You take mm -hmm. those horse blinders and you put them on, and that horse can only see yeah. see one way. And it, and and I guess from our experience as well, right? Folks, if they tend to stay kind of in their lane, they think, well, I can't I can't uh, move outside of that. This is the way the world works. This is the way my life works. This is the way my business works. It can never work any different differently for me, right? So it seems that your it seems that your ability to look across all of those lanes and discover what tools could be brought to play at any given time yep. gives your the people you interact with uh, an advantage. How do you how do you pass on that mindset? Do I'm, I'm guessing people look at you and they're like, oh my gosh, how, how could you know all these things? How could they teach you? How do you pass on that mindset to those folks? I believe that I got a gift mm -hmm. to be friendly with the people and create some kind of bond with them. Mm -hmm. um, when you start teaching them things that they can see results, mm -hmm. they start believing more in you and trust more in you and allow you to do more for them. Yeah. So it's a process. When we start a relationship in the SBDC with our customers, it's not just a thing to fill out forms and answer questions. It's to understand what they really want and help them to make that happen with their own tools. Because... As I say, when you are a, a business owner, you have to wear many hats. Yeah. If you are a, you own a restaurant and somebody in the kitchen is sick, you have to become suddenly in a cooker. <laughs> if somebody, you know, if your bartender miss a day, you have to be a bartender. <laughs> right. So, but that, that, that is a problem because they don't have enough time to learn and improve themselves. So what we are doing in the SBDC is bring that school to their place. Do you find anybody that you've worked with just it should not be an entrepreneur? They should, they're, they're, 
they've got an idea, but maybe they should be making ideas for somebody else. Yes. Yeah. There. They, look, there is people that is good for. It's like at the teachers. Okay. You know, teachers is like a, when you are in the university. It's like, oh my God, this guy is a genius. Must be a millionaire, but he's not, mm -hmm. because their gift is help others to learn how to make money. Sure. So it's like everyone in life, I believe, have a role to play. Is is what I think. So if you you if if somebody comes to you and says, "Hey, I've got this great idea," and you say, "Well, that's that's cool," but you're not the right person for it, I I, uh, I have those... to be honest and say yes yeah. and tell them that. And and it seems to me, just having listened to you, that you, that's a difficult conversation to have, but it seems like a very frank and very honest and if conversation because you're really about trying to help that person discover what's best for them. It's like a, we got a, now that you mentioned that we got a customers that have a brilliant idea. He really believes in his idea. Yeah. Okay. He really believes in his idea, but he doesn't have any technical background to support that. Hmm. So when I was talking with someone that have the technical background about the idea of this customer to get some advice, because when I don't know something, I'm always asked for a few days to learn about it. And he explained me that that was so complicated, so expensive. <laughs> I mean, give me a list of reasons why that project maybe never just happened. Yeah. And I passed that information to him and explained him why the project, uh, you know, is kind of hard to make it happen at this time. Mm -hmm. I don't discourage our customers about that. I even try to uh, give them some contacts to get a second opinion, Yeah, you know, and understand why probably this project is not feasible at this time, but that's it means that will be feasible in two or three years. Sure. So what I try to do is if the project is not going to happen, at least help them to upgrade the project until the, the moment arrives. Yeah. Because it's hard to discourage someone about any idea, business idea, believe me. Yeah, that's not that's not a kind conversation. No, I, it's I, not. It's not. <laughs> it doesn't <me>. feel good. <laughs> and the people start thinking like, uh, you don't know what you're talking about. Well, is your right to think that. That's <laughs> sure. why I can recommend another two professionals that you can ask. And maybe you can see what I see. And that's why I explain you that, you know, won't happen anytime soon. Yeah, makes sense. We were talking a little bit before we started the podcast just about the direction of technology. Have you seen in your two um, tours with the SBDC, have you seen any kind of a change in the kind of type of small business ideas people are bringing to you? Yes, in, in especially in the marketing field, people is moving to, uh, toward uh, social media rather than the printed media. I mean, there is just one case that I know that uh, is doing well in the case of the printed media, but most of the business are moving to a social media platform for, you know, promote their businesses, basically. And that changed uh, everything in the way that we know, the way that you communicate, the way that you publicize your business, you approach your market niche, everything. I believe that that is the the, the the most notorious thing that I can see in technology. The other thing that I can see in technology is changing a lot is 3D printing. For many businesses that are making small parts or small projects or things like that, I see that that is going to be a game changer as well. And and also before we were talking uh, in the podcast, you were talking about renewable energy and how mm -hmm. that was a real big passion of yours and you were excited about that. What do you see in renewable energy? 
Well, 90%, 99% of the planet signed the Paris Agreement. Everyone is agreed <laughs> that basically <laughs> that is the future. Yeah. And if you think about it, I always remember once Elon Musk, the yeah. CEO of SpaceX, Solar City, yeah. Tesla, he said, it doesn't make sense, and I quote him, that if we got a nuclear reactor in the sky that is working 24 hours, seven days per week, no maintenance, no uh, you know problems of any kind, we don't use that energy. Yeah. With one day of solar irradiation, we can provide enough energy to the whole planet for one year. Wow. But we don't have all the infrastructure yet to yeah. make it happen. So if you think about it, why we don't use that free energy? Well, yeah. in the past, the people say, well, what happened at night when we don't have sun? Well, now we got batteries, a more efficient batteries. Tesla recently put in the market a wall pack that basically uh, the seven kilowatt battery pack costs like a 3,500. And if you got a system on your roof that most of the time costs the same like you, you in like a car. So in five years, you can pay off your system with your battery backup and be energy independent for the next 25 or 30 years. So with that, you increase the value of your property also in 20%. Mm -hmm. And of course, help the environment. As right. I say before, sure. <laughs> start talking with numbers, never say about the it's environment. It's be some bottom line though. Yes, the bottom line <laughs> is that. And if you think about it, when you talk with the uh, utility companies, they estimate that the energy cost is going to increase between five to 7% every year. So when you start making your calculations, yeah. it's a really, really big saving that you can get from that. And I just read an article today about that that oil use is gonna peak in the year, let's say 2030, I think mm -hmm. it was. So we're still on the up uptick of oil use, but we're also on the uptick of renewable energy mm -hmm. availability. So where, where, where do you see the where do you see in, in, in companies uh, the growth in renewable energy? Where, where are they going with this and how fast is it, how fast is it moving? And in terms of people with, with new concepts, I think that's, that's kind of the niche that you, mm -hmm. that you serve. Well, technology is changing a lot, in especially, for example, in the solar panel industry. In the past, you used to see, to see these big uh, flat blue panels. Yeah. Now you got shingles. As right. the regular shingles that you got in your roof. I remember when I was a, a consultant for a residential, a lot of uh, people told me, you know what, I love it, you know how it looks, but my wife said that they don't like how they are going to <laughs> right. be on the roof and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so now that you got these shingles and make it looks like a, your, your roof, yeah. honestly, why do people can't take it? So the industry is move, moving so quick, you are getting a solar panels that are more efficient with a small area. And the batteries are become more efficient. There are different models, for example, in vertical uh, wind turbines. There is a geothermal, there is a tidal power that you can use the waves from the ocean to get energy. So. If you think about it, it's very interesting. I was reading it, how China is moving to a smart grid. That means that, for example, if you got this town that is close to the ocean, you know that the, re the renewable source that you got close, for example, tidal power mm -hmm. can be used to provide energy for this town. Mm -hmm. Okay. Also, you got wind. So you got a wind farm next to you. Mm -hmm. And also you got sun. Also, you got solar panels on, on top. So they are start taking all the renewable energy sources in any way 
to provide electricity to their cities. Hmm. Plus, they are interconnecting all these cities. So in the way that, if, for example, you don't have enough power here and you are overproducing here, mm -hmm. you can move that electricity to the next city and keep in balance all your, you know, your power. Because there is a big problem. When you, got, when you have to move for long distance energy, you get a loss in the, in the wiring. Right. So yeah. you have to pump more and more energy mm -hmm. to get the same volume, you know, of kilowatts and in the other end. Right. So if you got a smart grid that provide electricity to these cities mm -hmm. close to them with renewable sources, energy sources, you overcome this situation. Mm -hmm. So the way that we are, the, the world is thinking about the energy is changing a lot. Right. In the United States, we are facing a challenge. A, a obvious challenge about that. Today we read in the news that they are going to charge, the government is going to charge 30% more for foreign solar panels. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's something bad for the industry, but the industry at the same time is strong enough mm -hmm. to overcome this situation because we are talking about at a global trend. We are right. not talking about a small point of, uh, of view about something. We are talking about what the whole planet is doing yeah. to overcome this situation. You know, I was in Peru a few weeks ago, and I was glad to see that all the lights in the streets are LEDs. Mm. I saw that many houses uh, in remote village outside Lima, that is the capital, are using solar panels to get electricity. And for those communities, you know, just provide a solar panel allows them to get radio, so they can hear news and everything. Mm -hmm. They can charge their phones. So now they are communicated with people. They can use low voltage TVs. Now they can see news or educational programs. So this movement is going to allow developing countries in a way that never seen before in yeah. mankind. Yeah, for sure. So that is that is the thing that I believe that we are moving so quick in that direction that probably in two decades, we are going to see that the renewable energies are going to overtaking over the coal industry and the oil industry as well. Wow. And so you're going to see a lot of startups then who come through uh, perhaps the SBDC taking advantage of this trend. Yeah, think about it. For example, when solar, when you start seeing more electric cars out there, mm -hmm. somebody can start building some kind of canopies that provide shadow for the cars. Mm -hmm and also charge your, you know, your electric cars. Yeah. When you are in California, you can see that all the new cities have this kind of design. So they got some kind of canopies that you can park your car. They use super fast charger uh, EV, you mm -hmm. know, for your car. So you plug it and in half hour, in the, the, the same time that you are spending in Home Depot, buying stuff, yeah. your car is charged. Yeah, and it's staying cooler because it's sitting under a canopy. And the most important thing, <laughs> you are not burning f fossil fuels to create that electricity you are taking from the sun. Yeah, right. I love that. I love that thing that you talked about with Elon Musk, that the if you got this nuclear reactor in the sky that's just burning all the time and, you know, never, never talks back to us, just never complains and never breaks down. Yeah. Why are we not taking advantage of that? Yeah. Yeah. It's a very simple concept, but make a lot of sense. <laughs> you know, there is something true. Every day we are going to get a daytime and nighttime. <laughs> <laughs> we can't deny that. Well, the, the the best ideas are the ones where when somebody tells you about them, you go, I can't believe somebody didn't think of that already. <laughs> I mean, we get that. We'll we'll get companies yeah. go through, or we'll meet them at, a, you know, a, a, a competition, and you know they'll they'll pitch your idea, and you're like, nobody thought of that before. 
right? You know, those are the best ideas, the ones that just seems like somebody should have thought of that by right. now. Right. Yeah. Obviousness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Edward, it has been a real pleasure talking to you today. I think we talked about, we, we not only talked about issues uh, facing small businesses uh, and what the, uh, what the SBDC can do uh, for them, but we also talked about the fascinating uh, rise and maybe our future, uh, which is renewable energy. So thanks for being on our podcast today. Thank you very much for having me here.